Welcome to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. This show is where Dr. Jason Deitch and myself, Jeff Langmaid, give you a front row seat to our conversations with the current influencers, future leaders, and fantastic people involved in our profession. Hey, Smart Chiropractors. Welcome to another Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. I'm Dr. Jeff Langmaid here with my co-host, Dr. Jason Deitch. Today, we had the opportunity to sit down with the gentleman who is making waves in chiropractic, multiple locations, interesting niches. We're going to talk about the digital health revolution with Dr. Michael Lovich of Delta S Performance. Michael, thanks for taking some time and chatting with us today. Thanks for having me. It is our pleasure. So you have a super, I'm going to say a focused niche. I see a lot of talk about concussions. We're going to get there in a little bit. You have multiple locations spread throughout the country and growing, which is awesome. But one of the things that came up as we were talking pre-roll was the really the transition to the digital space that's occurring in healthcare. I know this is something on your mind and with the growth of your practices and how these two things of brick and mortar and digital meet. I guess I'll ask you, uh, as somebody who has brick and mortar practices, how did you begin to consider what's possible in the digital realm and why have you been thinking about it so much lately? So it's something that's been on everybody's mind recently. If you look at inflation rates, Inflation of everything has increased, especially commercial and real estate and property has increased, I think, by 46% from the last number that I saw. But healthcare inflation has only, only risen about, I think it was like 3 or 4%. And that's the inflation of healthcare re, uh, rate is not even keeping up with the average rate of inflation in the country today. So if we start thinking about the cost of healthcare and the price of doing business and what the consumer values a service as, then we have to find more ways to make money without putting the burden on the patient and without also overcharging or over, over delivering services that aren't needed. So one of the cool things is we went to a lot of school and we know a lot of things and we want to make sure that, and a lot of these things patients can do themselves. And now with Google, patients can search and figure out stuff on their own. I had a conversation yesterday with a prospective patient who kind of already knew what they wanted and what was going on and had an idea what their diagnosis was. They were just trying to find a doctor that would listen to them enough to, to see if, it, if they agreed with them. They weren't dead set on it, like, this is what I have, but they were like, I kind of have an idea that there's this thing going on. I just want to make sure I'm getting that looked into. And so with this, it means that the role of the doctor is less of this authoritative figure. And now it's turning into more of what does doctor actually mean, but a teacher. And one of the things that I've noticed as I've been watching this landscape change is we need to find more ways to create revenue streams that solve a problem that people need. And when you start a business, um, there are some businesses out there that are just there like, hey, you know, I have a service, I'm gonna provide that service and been chargeable for it. I have looked at it a completely different way. Um, and I'll go through kind of my foundation for the students who I know who listen to this podcast. Every business has a problem that they're trying to solve. Not every problem has to be this idealistic, hey, I need to revolutionize healthcare, save the world from a, from a different kind of healthcare, it could just be, you know what the problem is, patients need healthcare and they need a doctor that's going to actually take the time to figure out what's going on. That's what led me to doing functional neurology, getting a concussion in chiropractic school and nobody had an idea or any clue what's, what's going on and all of a sudden I'm watching my grade slip. 
to um, now being on other podcasts, like the podcast that I was on recently, because most of our patients coming in are POTS, post-COVID syndrome, and post-concussion syndrome. Take those three by itself. Those are three groups of people who travel from doctor to doctor because nobody has any idea what's going on. And it's easier to say, I don't know than it is to say, let me figure it out. So from a niche market, yes, as the world gets more and more digital, people are going to still need to seek out care, but it's going to become an inconvenience for people sooner or later. Telehealth, at this point in time, the frame rates, this is not fast enough to keep up in, uh, with an eye movement, to be able to see changes, to see neurological changes in real time, to be able to, be able to see the whole body at the same time, uh, to notice some of these subtle neurological changes. You can't just focus on the screen and say, tell me about your symptoms, here's your diagnosis, and then here's your exercises, because sometimes the right exercise for a patient may be wrong at that time or maybe wrong if done too much or, do, or done too little. And you need to have that rehabilitative mindset and what do they call that clinical audit process where you can try a therapy, change it as needed, see what changes and be able to respond to the patient as their body dictates. So it comes down to, and I know I'm rambling here, so feel free to jump in. So it came down to how I set up the business. The first thing that I did was every business is there to sell a product. Every business has a product, no matter what, what business they are. I call, like I was talking to a couple of my friends that I graduated with. And I was like, all right, you, you have your own business. What is the product that you sell? And a lot of people were saying, well, I sell therapies. I sell adjustments. I sell uh, STEM. I sell exercise. I sell uh, X, Y, and Z. And I was like, well, okay, that, that probably works. And it's a working business model for a lot of people. What we sell in our office is uh, our opinion. And the, we have, to, and then it's our responsibility to do enough of an exam to have the right to an opinion. And so what it ends up coming down to is if we're selling our opinion, now that product gets really broad. It gets huge. It allows us to go in so many different creative ways that it's not just, I need people laying on a table to receive treatment. So for anybody listening, who's looking to start their own business or trying to figure it all out, there are. Out of all the marketing books that I've read and out of all the business books that I read, I would say the top two, one is called the business model canvas, which is Google it. There's a worksheet, you, you download it, you draw it out and you, there's your business plan. The second book to read is called get to aha by Andy Cunningham. It's about positioning. It's actually kind of funny. I was listening to a webinar from a marketer who is trying to give information, but also trying to keep information because they wanted you to buy their product. And all he was talking about was position, the basics of it. It was like chapter one of the book. And, and it sounds like revolutionary ideas, but it's, it's nothing compared to what you get later on in the book. And so there's a lot of focus, especially through the business model canvas and typical business plans of who are you selling to, what's your target market, what's your audience. But before you can figure out who you are selling to, you got to figure out who you are, what you're saying, and what you're trying to deliver. Uh, so from that perspective, we're trying to deliver, uh, we are like, they, they talk about three different types of DNA in of your, your uh, business DNA. Uh, some are like the caregiver, some are the, the, uh, the, who's like super caring, providing customer service ultimately. You have people who are the inspirational people and you see a ton of that popping out on social media now, which is kind of hilarious, but it's a ton of conceptual goodness into the universe that 
doesn't actually make sense. It just sounds right. And uh, with all the inspiration influencers that are popping up. And then you also have this machinist, which is the people who just care about always perfecting their craft, always moving forward with it. And so from our perspective, we picked that machinist, which is more important to us because we're like, you know what? We're going to provide excellent customer service, but we're not going to bend over backwards for people who can't meet us halfway. It's just, it's, it's not a, it's not a longevity situation. And then uh, for the inspirational thing, we want to make sure that the people are getting tangible results. So we went with just, we're just going to be really good at what we do. We're going to keep reading and learning and, and optimizing what we're able to perform, which is cool because now everything we learn becomes content. It becomes information. It becomes something that we can sell and it becomes something that we're not selling. You need this. So you should buy it. We're selling it because people have questions that they want answers and it's reasonable to provide a subscription service for, Hey, if you want everything that we ever write, everything that we ever organize, it's available. It's for, it's not necessarily free. Some are free, but some of the premium content is going to be a little bit money, but it allows us to create some passive revenue. So this is actually the first time I'm saying this to the public. So breaking news on the smart podcast, we're creating a repository of information called the curated brain. One of the problems, and again, businesses solve problems. One of the problems that need to be solved is when you go online, the quality of information is just isn't there. You don't know who you're listening to. You don't know who you're talking to. Like you have a very quality product that's being put out. But if you have three other chiropractors next to you all saying the same thing and using the word smart in their title, how do we know that yours is actually better? So what I'm doing is I'm creating this repository of information, a collection of what I personally view as quality information from quality speakers and is called the curated brain. People can come to us and we're going to organize information in a way where they don't have to figure it all out themselves. They don't have to read article on article to try and find, okay, was this even good? Did I just waste my time? And we're going to have these roadmaps of, Hey, I've got like light sensitivity. What does that mean? From anatomy and physiology, all the way down to what possible conditions, what they are all the way down to here are some ways that we treat it in office and other people treat it, but we're going to create that. And that's an ongoing process for us. And it's going to take years for us to really get to a point where I can say, okay, we made it. But that's one of the ways that we're handling the digital revolution. The other thing that we're doing is we're not just following what everybody else does. There's a lot of people out there that are like, I've got the solution for social media. Here's how you make your post and here's how you get patients walking in. We did it. We modeled after it. We saw nothing from it. And maybe you can argue that, you know what, you just didn't do it long enough, but we should have seen something scalability wise. And from our perspective, we're like, is this really worth the effort? Are we using this the, mo the best way? So we look at all our analytics and that's the most important thing. If you have a business and you're not taking analytics in or taking measurements somehow, some way and looking at the data, you're going to fall behind and you're going to be choosing answers to problems where the problem might not even exist or B, it might be the wrong answer and you won't find out until you spend how much money and how much time trying to solve it. Uh, so we've already used it a couple of times just by taking analytics on where all our patients are coming from. We closed one office that we figured out wasn't really profitable to keep. Even though it was making a profit, it wasn't as profitable as another office. So we just said, hey, we're just going to close this one, put in force and kind of force everybody towards this other one. Nobody's had a single issue with it and it saved us money. We're able to provide a better quality service because of that. That's awesome. That, that, that's called learning, I, I, I hear. So uh, you, you, gave us, you gave us a lot there and I'm very grateful uh, just to sort of uh, 
I guess, pick out a few. You answered the age-old question that many, many chiropractors ask themselves, how do you deliver an adjustment over the internet? <laughs> you know, you don't. <laughs> but you did go exactly where uh, we believe as well. Uh, I find myself often telling chiropractors when introducing them to this idea that uh, there's more to what you do than just adjusting spines, not to minimize it, but we know things. You know, we have information most people don't, uh, and that they're not going to hear from other places that happens to be super valuable. So thank you for that. And, and that really is the, I think, way of the future. Help us understand, I guess, your psychology a little deeper. Sounds like a subscription program. Curated is something we very much agree with because curated means there's some intelligence into the system, which is what it is that people really value. Do you see this as its own freestanding revenue source that uh, allows you to sort of diversify your revenue so you don't have to physically provide services? Do you see it as uh, a way in which people can learn about you and then actually want to become a client, patient? Um, what Do you see this as something you can do and scale nationwide, internationally? What, 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 uh, maybe all of the above. What's driving you to, to kind of work backwards? What's the thinking behind why many other chiropractors might want to be thinking this way too? You're making me give away all my secret plans, which <laughs> that's fine. I'll let other people catch up. I'll just keep going forward. So here's the whole point. Just because we're chiropractors, why does our only business have to be a chiropractic business? Why does it have to be healthcare related? What if I can create a profit generating website and a profit generating marketing business. Now my clinics don't have to pay for marketing. Now my doctors get to make more money. Now they get all the marketing. It doesn't have to come out of their paycheck. So I'm creating a marketing business. And with all of those digital marketing businesses popping up, most of the marketing businesses out there are just digital marketing, search engine optimization, social media ads, Google ads. Those are, uh, they're profitable. They're good, but they're they, they don't have the strategy of a business. It comes to the same thing. People who start a business thinking of business is nothing but sales and pulling money in, but there's no long-term longevity or strategy to how do we create a system that keeps on wheeling. So as chiropractors, we need to create content anywhere. We need to put it on social media. Why are we putting it in a place where it's one and done? Why are we wasting our time coming out there, making 2000 videos, one video every week, uh, for many years. And they did this happened to one of the, a colleague that I respect a ton and he made videos weekly and then he lost them all one day because there was a glitch that he started over. And so from my perspective, I think that anytime you do work, that work should be saved used multiple times. If I have one employee making an article, I want to get 10 hours out of an article that took them one hour to make. And so if we can take that and we can put that in something that's not just, I'm doing it because I want to, I'm doing it because it's useful to the audience, it's useful to the people, then that's the whole goal. That's what we want to do. It also depends on how we're using social media. Because we use social media completely different than other people. We're not out there pre presenting ourselves and trying to say social media is for us to acquire new people. We use social media as a way to update people who already know us. And we find that's the best way to make wholesome connections with people and keep connections with people as opposed to always trying to reach out to the infinite, like general public, because, hey, you know, general public gets a little different at times and it could be really frustrating. Is it, and it responding to the general public can be exhausting. Talking about doctor burnout, I'm going to argue this to the grave. What's the number one cause of doctor burnout? Patients. I would even argue beyond that is 
not just patients, but the prospective team, which are the people who you are not working with you yet. They're just asking questions. They're just using your time. And a lot of patients do feel like they're owed it in some way, or some are grateful for it, but they still want to have a lot of free work. And here's the problem with that. We give away a lot of free information. Like if you've ever seen me on the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance, always saying, just call me. I'll go through your patient case with you. No charge. Like, I don't care about that. I want to make sure the patient gets good care. It takes time to do that stuff. And the more time that we're getting pulled in multiple different directions, the, the less time that we're actually making a profit and keeping the doors open. And nobody's happy if we have to close down because we can't keep the doors open. Creating these sure, this curated information where you say, hey, look, you got a question? Here is a link to a place where we have it answered. If you have more questions after that, send us an email with them. Uh, because we don't need to keep saying the same things over and over, at least for the, for the introduction, introductory information. That makes sense to me, Michael. I, I want to get one more question in because I know we're going to be up against the half hour here, but I, I, I have to ask this question. Uh, and it is, you've successfully scaled a multi-practice, multi-location uh, over the course of your career. What is the largest? And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of students out there, a lot of young docs, a lot of growing and scaling docs that would like to do that. What is the number one challenge that you've encountered when growing a multi-location practice? Uh, I'm going to argue two, two directions here. And it's not anybody in particular. It's not, nobody on my team specifically. Uh, but Dr. Ego is in the toughest part. Every other business has a 50% margin of profit and you're able to run a profitable business based off of like retail sales. Let's look at that one. You have to pay the doctor an absorbent amount of money. And if you look at the hierarchy of a chiropractic business, just because you're a doctor in the business doesn't mean that you're now the more, most important employee. If you look at any other business, you have C-suite, you have middle management, and then you have the people at the bottom who are doing the work. Those are your burger flippers, right? Those are the people who are making the burgers, who are taking the money and all that stuff. Those are our doctors. That's where they are on the hierarchy, which means that just because you come out of school with a ton of knowledge and you can provide an excellent level of service doesn't mean within a business hierarchy, you're the most important person there. Because for people who want to do what I'm doing, they have to realize that the more time that they spend working in the business, the less time that they have to work on the business. And so when you're, and that comes to the second point, when you're working on the business, your job, the hat you're wearing is not head doctor. The hat you're wearing is you're the manager. You have roles and responsibilities that your other employees are responsible for. You have to, A, communicate those effectively, not in a way like, look how much work I'm doing, but more, hey, this is what I did. Reporting back to your employees lets them know that you're working just as hard as they are. So everybody keeps working hard. Then it's also your job to make sure that they're taking time off, that they are having some sort of work-life balance because you should hire people who are going to go the extra mile. And that comes back to that first point is Dr. Ego which is, and the biggest problem with Dr. Ego isn't necessarily the doctors, it's the indoctrination that they have coming out of chiropractic schools. You have, they shadow a lot of doctors, they don't understand what profitability is, they don't understand what a working business model is, so they see people who practice the way that they ideally want to practice, but it doesn't relate to a profitable business model in the real world, and I've seen a couple of practices that are getting bankrolled by somebody else, and it's kind of like their thing that they do for fun, and they're just like, just break even or they're making like a couple grand a month, but it gives them something to do. And so there's nothing wrong with that because there's actually niche audiences that need that service. But for people coming out, knowing that should be the exception, not the rule. 
Yep, that is a very fair answer. With, it, with There's about 17 million directions we could go, but we're going to stay on task and on time with our with our format here. Michael, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. It was great to hear how you're thinking about it. Some of this you're in the process of right now. You, you, you've accomplished a lot. I know you have a lot yet that you're looking forward to accomplishing. So I really appreciate you sharing a little bit on behind the scenes of what that's looked like and also put, pointing out maybe some uh, some yellow flags for uh, younger docs out there and growing docs to to pay attention to and listen to as they build and grow. Uh, we'll definitely have you back again to, to tidy up uh, many of the conversations that we started today. But Michael, thank you for taking time and chatting with us. Of course, looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. Join us again next week for another episode and leave us a review when you have a moment. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Chiropractor. The Smart Chiropractor can deliver more new patients, better retention, and more consistent reactivations to your practice without spending any money on paid advertising. Learn more and get started today at thesmartchiropractor.com.